What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And in this episode, we will be covering the second half of our mock drafts. In our previous podcast, we went over the first 16 picks, the first half of the first round, and now we will go over the second half. So let's get started, and let's start off at number 17, where we left off, and the Las Vegas Raiders hold this pick. And I believe this is our only similar pick, Henry, between the next 16 picks we got, and this is Jeremiah. I'm going to attempt to say the last name. I'm probably going to butcher it, so I apologize. But Jeremiah Wusu koromoa I believe, the inside linebacker from Notre Dame. This makes the most sense for Las Vegas because I believe he will be the best player available at the time, and not only this, but their defense was horrendous this year especially that run defense. And he's a guy who can, especially with him being an inside linebacker, who can get in there. And if indeed he does, the running back does get to the second level, he will be the guy to stop him. They don't need anybody on the D line because they could the only need their edge rushers are pretty fine led by Max Crosby. But if they were to go D line, it would be D tackle. And there's no way you can draft a defensive tackle this early with the prospects that are on the board at this time. So the, it makes the most sense to go inside linebacker, especially with him, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, being the best player available at the time. Yeah, Andrew, and like you said, they need to go best player available. And I completely agree with what you said. I think the only way you could justify going with another player is maybe going with another receiver, but I highly doubt they do that since they drafted Henry Ruggs this year. But this is starting to become more of a consensus pick around the league within – experts so based basically because it's the Raiders we all know that they end up they won't end up taking this guy no matter what so we have this guy going here now but I think we all know that this won't end up being the pick for the Raiders yeah the the Raiders have a history of screwing up their draft picks and just not listening to people so they they'll go on their own they'll probably draft somebody awful but we'll see so let's move on to number 18 in Miami the Miami Dolphins hold this pick, and I have been drafting a cornerback out of South Carolina, J.C. Horn, and I believe he will be the best cornerback available. And, yes, yeah, Sean Wade will be available at this time, in case you guys are wondering. And J.C. Horn, I just feel like the he'll fit with the Miami Dolphins just because I believe they need a corner with him being the best corner available makes the most sense. And I know you're saying, oh, they Xavier Howard, their defense wasn't a bad spot on this team. Their defense was great. Once again, they have Xavier Howard, who I believe led the NFL in interceptions this year at cornerback. Well, it never hurts to improve your secondary, and their defensive line and linebacking core were great. So you can say the weakest spot on this uh, defense would be that secondary. So I think they can go there. Although it's not that weak, I believe they'll go there. And I can't imagine them going offense because as of right now, Unless it, with the way my mock draft's going, unless they reach for a, Chris Olave from Ohio State, I don't see him drafting wide receiver at 18, and that would be such a far reach. That would be awful. They reach for Chris Olave at 18, and then I already had him drafting O-line. They're not going to be drafting a quarterback. I doubt they would draft a running back unless they truly reach for Najee Harris, and they're they're not drafting a tight end, so that leaves – Either you go secondary and with their defensive line being as good as it was this year, as well as their linebacking core, you either go secondary receiver and it really makes no sense to reach for receiver. So I think they go secondary and JC Horn, I believe is the best cornerback available. 
Andrew, I'm going a different route here. They already took a receiver in my mock draft, Devontae Smith. And this offseason for the Miami Dolphins, this needs to be just helping Tua. So whether that be signing tackles, signing just signing players that put it, that are putting Tua in a better position to succeed, whether that be also signing Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin or even Kenny Galladay, they need to put guys around Tua. And this is a guy that was probably the best guard prospect we've seen in I don't know how long, and that's Wyatt Davis. I mean, this guy is an absolute monster. He could possibly slide over to tackle. He can play both guard positions, and I think he's played a little bit of center at points. He'll end up being a guard in the NFL. But overall, you just need guys to protect Tua, and when this guy is the best offensive lineman on the board, regardless of what position he plays, I don't think there's any way you could pass on him just because of how talented he is. Yeah, and I I would have – why Davis going to Miami and I actually have why Davis going the next pick, but the only reason why I don't have him going to Miami is because I have Miami taking Panay Sewell in at number three in, in this mock draft. So I don't think they would go to O lineman in the first round. I really think they'd try diversifying their picks and that's why I've, I have them going secondary. And I, I believe I forgot to mention that, which I w- was going to, is the only other position would be offensive line that they could draft there instead of secondary. But since I already have them drafting Panay Sewell in at number three, the offensive tackle, I, I really don't think they would go another O lineman in the first round. But let's move on to number 19. And I already told you guys this pick. I have Wyatt Davis, guard out of Ohio State, and Henry for the exact same reasons as you. Washington, they need to protect their quarterback, whoever that may be. And I know you're going a different round and it might be that quarterback route, but I have them drafting O-line because I really think they need to protect whichever QB. I think they go out and sign someone in free agency, but I think I, I don't, or maybe draft someone in later rounds. I don't think they use their first rounder on a quarterback, especially since they're at 19, since they miss or since they made the playoffs, but I've been drafting O-line in the best O-lineman available, Wyatt Davis. Andrew, I think they need to go quarterback here. Alex Smith is on the verge of retiring. They just cut Dwayne Haskins, and we obviously know that Kyle Allen isn't the future of the Washington football team. So I, I think you you have to go you have to go with the quarterback here. Mac Jones is the best quarterback on the board. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks we've seen in college football this year. He's completing seventy six percent of his passes. And you don't need a guy to come in there and just be Patrick Mahomes. You need a guy to be solid, better than Matt better than excuse me Alex Smith and I think Mac Jones gives you that I don't think they're going to build their franchise quarterback with the guy they take in the later rounds so you have to jump on a class that has some of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in years and I think this is the last of the really top tier quarterbacks so I don't think you can miss out on this if you're the Washington football team manager yeah and I think they draft quarterback at some point. I just don't know if it's in the first round and I don't mind that pick at all, but maybe they wait till the second round to draft Kyle Trask or something like that. I I just don't know if they use their first on a quarterback, especially since they're at 19, but let's move on to number 20 and the Chicago bears hold this pick and I have them drafting Rondale Moore and Henry, you were kind of telling me this before the podcast when I told you this and you were saying, Oh, they already have a Rondale Moore in their team and that's Darnell Mooney. But Allen Robinson's most likely going to departure from Chicago this offseason. He is not going to be in Chicago, I believe, at the start of next season. 
So they need someone to fill in his gap. And the best player at number 20 to do that, I think, is Rondell Moore. And I think you could possibly see other teams reach for him above just because of how dynamic of a player he was in college at Purdue. But I believe he falls to 20, and the Chicago Bears are going to look for a weapon or two, especially with assuming that Allen Robinson will leave. Of course, they'll try to resign him, but I just don't know how successful they'll be while doing that. So I think they go receiver, and they'll draft Rondale Moore. Andrew, if you're going to go with the receiver for the Chicago Bears, you don't want to go with a guy that's exactly like a receiver they already have in Darnell Mooney. And Rondale Moore is very much alike with Darnell Mooney. So if they're going to go with their receiver, I think you could argue Chris Olave. You could argue Terrence Marshall. You could argue a lot of other guys, but I don't think that's the route they go. Anyways, I think they're going to go with an offensive lineman. The offensive line was absolutely horrific all year long. It was probably the worst unit in football. So I think they're going to go with an offensive tackle, protect what will be their starting quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm, and I have them taking offensive tackle Christian Derisaw out of Virginia Tech. Yeah, Henry, but let's move on to number 21 in the Jacksonville Jaguars hold this pick. And I have them drafting the notorious Sean Wade cornerback out of Ohio State. And I really think they try to improve that secondary. That defense wasn't amazing this year. As you saw, they only won one game. But like I said, I believe they try to improve that secondary. Last year, they drafted C.J. Henderson out of Florida. I think they take the chance, and I think this is a high-risk, high-reward pick in Sean Wade, and I think they take that risk because I believe, I truly believe this, and a lot of you guys might disagree, but at this point, at 21, I think Sean Wade is the best player available in this draft, and I think they go Sean Wade just to try to improve that defense and try, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars organization is kind of they take risks like that they're risk takers and I think they take that high risk high reward option with Sean Wade at 21. Andrew Sean Wade is absolutely horrible and you'll see that there's only one team that I have that could possibly take them but Jacksonville does have the first overall pick as we know and they're going to take Trevor Lawrence with that pick so I think they're going to go offensive line to protect Trevor Lawrence because that is a guy you don't want to get hurt you want to protect him so I think they're going to go with the best offensive lineman back on the or left on the board. And that's Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. And you see Alabama offensive linemen are some of the best in the business. They just seem to have a different type of blocking ability that some of these other offensive tackles have. And I think that Jacksonville is going to try and build their, their football team around these blue blood players. And I think that obviously Alabama is a blue blood program and Alex Leatherwood is a blue chip player. Yeah, Henry, but let's move on to number 22 and in the Indianapolis Colts hold this pick. And I, I can see them going a couple routes here. I, I don't think they'll go O-line here, although there are a lot of good O-linemen available at this time in the first round. But I don't think they go there. I think their O-line is perfectly fine. They protected Phillip Rivers very well this year. Open holes for Jonathan Taylor and that running back group. The O-line is fine. I don't think they really need to spend a first rounder on that and then I think a very reasonable route I think they can go wide receiver or maybe even quarterback because Philip Rivers is nearing his retiring days I feel like so maybe they draft Mac Jones here or maybe they try to reach for a receiver like Chris Olave. I don't know if this is much of a reach at this point because Chris Olave is a pretty good receiver as we've seen he's, he's been playing very well but if, if they do draft a receiver here, I 
feel like they're going to have to try to get a quarterback that can throw the ball farther than 30 yards down the field because Phillip Rivers couldn't really do much of that last year. But I believe they go cornerback here just to improve their defense. Their defensive line is perfectly fine. Their linebackers are great. They really don't need to improve their safeties, so that only leaves one position. Cornerback, I don't even think their cornerbacks are that bad, but I just feel like you can always improve your secondary. never hurts to have a really strong secondary, and I think they do that with Darian Kendrick out of Clemson, cornerback. So, yeah, I, I believe they pick him at 22 instead of going quarterback, wide receiver. Andrew, there's basically zero holes on that entire defense. And you kind of pointed out that that defense is just very good. And I don't know why in the world they can, they would consider offensive line, considering that it's the number one ranked offensive line, according to PFF, they're losing T Y Hilton in free agency. The only other way it could go is quarterback, but I have the top five off the board. So I don't think they're going to reach for a guy like Kyle Trask here, or even who knows Sam Ellinger. I mean, it's the Colts. You never know what they're going to do. So uh, but I think the only other way you can go is receiver. And I think you want a different kind of receiver. You kind of got your big guy, a guy to go up and catch the ball like last year and Michael Pittman Jr. So I think they're going to go with more of a playmaker, a more of a slot receiver type guy in Rondale Moore. I think they're just going to add more weapons to Phillip Rivers or even who knows Carson Wentz next year or whoever starts for the Indianapolis Colts, Colts at quarterback next year. So I think they're going to add Rondale Moore just to boost that receiving core. Yeah, but let's move on to number 23. The Cleveland Browns hold this pick, and I believe they go to the secondary again. And yes, if you are keeping track of my last couple of picks, I have three cornerbacks getting selected in a row. And I have Cleveland going with Eric Stokes out of Georgia, cornerback. And I believe that they, they're going to try to improve that secondary. It's been very unhealthy the past couple of years, very inconsistent. So I believe they spend that late first rounder at 23 for Eric Stokes and a cornerback to improve that secondary and hopefully make it deeper. Because like I said, over the past couple of years, they've really been unhealthy and very inconsistent with that uh, secondary group. So I think drafting a cornerback here makes the most sense. Yeah, Andrew, I have him going with the cornerback too. And Obviously, you know, if you're if you haven't been living under a rock, Cleveland and Ohio State both play in the state of Ohio and the Cleveland Browns seem to have some type of attachment of drafting Ohio State football players, whether they be whether they are good, bad or somewhere in between. They somehow end up with an Ohio State player on the roster going into every season. And this year is no exception. They're going to go with maybe the worst player in the this entire draft class, and they're going to take Sean Wade at 23. He is one of the worst football players I've seen in my entire life, but he went to Ohio State, and he's athletic, I guess. So the Cleveland Browns will probably take him at 23, Andrew. Man, Henry, the Sean Wade slander is just getting out of hand. I mean, I, I understand that he's been, uh, been nothing special this year, but – He's a good player. You can't say he's awful. I mean, he's he's definitely not great by any means. Definitely not a top 15 pick at this point where we expected him to be probably top five. Top Andrew, Andrew, I have to interrupt you. You are completely lying to me right now. He is absolutely horrible at football. So, I mean, I'll let you keep talking now, but I, I don't want you to fool yourself and think in some type of way that Sean Wade is a good football player. I'll have to respectfully disagree with you here. He's, he's, I, I truly believe 
No. Nope. He's a good football player. Well, but you, obviously well, Andrew, Andrew, I have to I have to tell you what, what you truly believe is not not good because he's not a good football player. He gets beaten coverage every time. He plays zone coverage when Ohio State is known for being a press man team. He he can't tackle. I mean, tell me what is good about him other than he's a good athlete and he can run. Henry, you saw it in not this year, but the previous year. He obviously has some talent. He was projected top five going, I believe. Corner, as a nickel corner. And in the NFL, you don't draft nickel corners at 23rd overall, Andrew. And he's not going to play nickel in the NFL, which is why I think he's not a good football player. He clearly has talent, and you can develop talent in the NFL. Cleveland's been doing it the past couple of years, and I believe they can do it again with Sean Wade if they do draft him here. It'll be some so, project, I'll tell you that, Andrew. Congrats to Cleveland Browns if they're able to turn this guy's career around. Henry, I, I truly believe that this is a disagreement that will never end. So for the, for the sake of the audience, let's move on to number 24 in the Tennessee Titans hold this pick. And once again, I apologize for butchering his name if I do. But Jason Oway, I believe, a defensive end out of Penn State, I believe Tennessee drafts there. They couldn't create any pressure on the quarterback this previous season. The defense was awful. I really see no way that they don't go defense here because their defense was just not a bright spot for this team. So I think they go defensive end. He's the best defensive end on the board at this point. So I think they go defensive end to create some pressure next season. Andrew, I'm going to go with defensive line here, too. I'm going to go with Christian Barmore out of Alabama, and he's an Alabama player. Tennessee seems to draft a lot of Alabama players, as we have seen in the past. Obviously, they have a lot of Alabama defensive players, as well as Derrick Henry, and I think they're going to try and stop the run. Maybe that's a good idea, because they seem to not be able to do it last year. I I think that they'll bring back Jadavion Clowney. He played with basically a torn ACL most of the year, so I think he'll come back healthy and be that top pass rusher that they they've needed all year. So I think they're going to be better off going with interior defensive line here. Yeah. But let's move on to number 25, the Tampa Bay bucks hold this pick. And I really strongly believe that if this guy's available, there's no way they pass on him just because the, the bucks couldn't snap the ball this year at points. And we saw it against many times or many teams that in crucial situations, They couldn't even get the ball in Tom Brady's hands just because they couldn't snap at him correctly. So I believe they go center and the best center available, Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. And just because they need someone who can snap the ball and who's pretty decent at playing center. And Creed Humphrey is that guy out of Oklahoma. Yeah, Andrew, I agree with you here. I think they're going to go Creed Humphrey. I think what you say was completely right. I believe they lost their center to a career ending injury at some point earlier in the year against the Rams. And I think that for what you said, I originally did have them going with JC Horn, but I think from what you said there, I think they're going to end up going with the center and just protect Tom Brady better than they did this year. Yeah, but let's move on to number 26. And I have another offensive lineman going here and that's, Alex Leatherwood going to Baltimore Ravens at 26. He is probably one of the better tackles in this draft, probably top, top two or three tackles in this draft. I strongly believe that. And Baltimore, I just feel like needs to protect Lamar Jackson better. Their offensive line wasn't amazing by any means. And if Lamar Jackson truly is 
the quarterback for the future. They really need to protect him and drafting the best offensive lineman available at this time. And Alex Leatherwood, I think is the right move. So I think they go Alex Leatherwood offensive tackle out of Alabama at 26. Andrew, I mean, I think their offensive line has actually been pretty good this year and they were able to run the ball better than any team in the NFL most of the year, especially towards the end of the season. And I think Lamar Jackson just has no weapons. Like, it, I mean, it's obvious. Their receiving core sucks. Hollywood Brown has been nothing short of a complete bust over his first two years. Miles Boykin's a free agent, and he's probably not coming back. His best weapon is Mark Andrews, and I'll tell you what, he's not Travis Kelsey, in case you were wondering, Andrew. So they need a top receiver to just help out Lamar Jackson. I think the best receiver left on the board is Rashad Bateman. I know you had him going 13 picks earlier, so I think you can agree he's the best receiver on the board at this point. So I think in, in my mock drafts case, I think there's no way you can not take a receiver to help out Lamar Jackson and just put him in place to be successful throwing the ball. Yeah, I can see him going receiver here, and I could possibly see him going, in my case, for my mock draft, maybe Chris Olave, but I, I just don't think they go receiver here just because of how deep this receiving class is in this draft. I really think they could go with a receiver in the second round and a pretty good one as well. I think they go offensive lineman because I don't think you're going to get a much better offensive lineman at this point than Alex Leatherwood. And you're going to get him for pretty good value if he indeed does fall to 26. But let's move on to pick number 27. The New York Jets hold this pick. And I, I have been drafting another offensive lineman. And yes, if you guys are listening to my past couple picks, that is three offensive linemen in a row. But yes, I've been drafting an offensive lineman, Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan, offensive tackle. And that's to protect their future. And I believe they draft Justin Fields at two. So if they're going to draft Justin Fields, I know Ohio State and Michigan, that, that may not be the best chemistry between Justin Fields and Jalen Mayfield. But Jalen Mayfield, I believe, will probably be the best offensive lineman available at this time. So there's no reason other than to draft offensive lineman after you draft your quarterback of the future in Justin Fields. You have to protect him, and this is the way to do it, drafting probably the best offensive lineman available at this time in Jalen Mayfield. Andrew, the Jets just drafted their left tackle of the future last year in Mekhi Becton, and that offensive line was solid, but obviously, like you said, it could use some improvements. But I think if you're going to draft Justin Fields at number two overall, I think you want to get that connection and give him another great receiver, and that's Chris Olave. I mean, you see that connection that they had all year long, and I think it only makes sense to pair those two together so you can put Justin Fields in the best position to succeed. But let's move on to 28, Henry, and the Pittsburgh Steelers hold this pick, and I have them going offensive lineman here. And I really think that their offensive line has really degressed in their play, and they haven't been playing amazing. So I think they go with the best offensive lineman available at this point with me having three offensive linemen, I believe, getting picked in front of this pick in a row. So I have him going Rashawn Slater here. He's very versatile. He can play almost anywhere at his size. He's 6'3". That's the only reason why I think he falls. I mean, he's a little undersized, but besides that, very good player, very versatile. He can play almost anywhere on the line. So I think they draft for Sean Slater to improve that offensive line in hopes that they re-sign James Conner. I know he's going into free agency, and Benny Snell improves. Maybe I don't think they draft a running back in the first round just because I think they might think that they have a good chance at re-signing James Conner. But – 
So with that being said, with me believing that they have a good chance at re-signing James Conner, I think they go offensive line to help uh, the running backs out a little since the run game was not happening this year. I mean, just nothing was going on there in that backfield, nothing great at least. So if you draft an offensive lineman, probably the best offensive lineman available at this point, it should help out your running backs a little bit and improve your run game without actually drafting a running back. And I believe they could go running back, but I don't think they will. Therefore, I think they go offensive lineman. Andrew, I think they go running back. Like you just said, you don't think they have them going running back. I do. The offensive line was obviously awful, but you can make up for it somewhat when you have a running back who's actually athletic and doesn't just fall after two yards. And Najee Harris might be the best running back talent we've seen coming out of college since Saquon Barkley. Obviously, Saquon Barkley may have been the greatest talent we've ever seen coming out of college at the running back position. But Najee Harris is up there. I mean, in past years, he'd be a top five pick, no doubt. And I mean, he just he hurdled. He hurdles guys. He is a great pass catcher out of the backfield. And obviously, he's a very quick and patient runner. He's a lot like Le'Veon Bell but probably a little more athletic, to be honest. So I think with James Conner leaving in free agency, I don't think Benny Snell is the guy at running back. I I think they're going to go with Najee Harris, Andrew. See, that's the difference. And I would have them going running back if I didn't believe that James Conner would resign. But I I truly believe he will resign because Pittsburgh's his home. He's been to Pittsburgh, went to Pittsburgh at college, got drafted by Pittsburgh. I really believe he stays in Pittsburgh, but Maybe, maybe he does leave. And if he does, I would have him going running back. But as of right now, with me having him stay, I have him going offensive line. But of course, running back isn't a bad pick. If you do indeed think that James Conner will depart after in free agency. But let's move on to number 29. And the New Orleans Saints hold this pick. And I have him going to who I think should probably be the Heisman winner, Mac Jones. And I think that Drew Brees obviously will retire after this season, maybe next season max. He plays maybe next season, but he won't play longer than that. Therefore, you got to draft your quarterback of the future, and Taysom Hill isn't the guy, so best way to do it is to do it in the first round. Mac Jones, who is a Heisman finalist and probably one of the more pro-ready quarterbacks, I think we can say, but there are a lot of good quarterbacks, so it's hard to say that in this draft, but he is very pro-ready and a very good quarterback. Therefore, I have the New Orleans Saints drafting their quarterback of the future at 29 in Mac Jones. Just going to ignore the fact that you said Mac Jones for Heisman because Devontae Smith or it's rigged, but the top five quarterbacks are off the board. I have Mac Jones going a lot earlier than you, and I don't think they're going to go with Kyle Trask here or who the hell knows at quarterback. Obviously, I think we know that Drew Brees is probably done after this year, but I don't think there's a quarterback that they can justify taking this this uh, high on the board with the top five gone. So I think they're just going to bolster that secondary and go with J.C. Horn. He's by far the best player left on the board, to be honest. I don't know how I still have him on the board here, but the pieces just fell into play, and I think they go with best player available here because that's basically what they can do. Yeah, but let's move on to number 30 in the Buffalo Bills. Hold this pick, and I've been drafting another player from Alabama, and you mentioned him earlier, Najee Harris. Like you said, probably the best running back prospect in the draft since, who knows, maybe Saquon and Zeke, like you said. I mean, 
Najee Harris is the best running back. I think he really pulled himself away from Travis Etienne in the college football playoffs. He played so well against Notre Dame and Notre Dame is a very good defense. And he just stood out above that, above almost anyone else. I, I can't say that though. You see in any other offense, you would say, yeah, Najee Harris was a clear stud in that Notre Dame game, but you have Mac Jones and Devonta Smith in that Alabama offense. So you almost can't say that Najee Harris was a true star, but he sure played like one. And Najee Harris, like I said, best running back in this draft by a good margin. I think Travis Etienne would be second. But like I said, Najee Harris definitely pulled himself away from Travis Etienne for being that best running back towards the end of the season, this college season. So Buffalo really needs a running back here. And Zach Moss and Devin Singletary aren't going to do it for you. And when you have Josh Allen, you need someone who can create a play action because you basically know Josh Allen. And when you have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, you're passing 75% of the time like they did this season. You need to create some spice in your offense. And the best way to do that is to draft the best running back available. And that's Najee Harris. Andrew, the Bills got little no pass rush all year. And I don't think they're going to go with the running back with Najee Harris off the board. I think it makes more sense to go defense here, considering that they were one of the lower teams in the NFL in sacks. So I think they're going to go with an outside linebacker who has the ability to get to the, get to the quarterback. And that's Aziz Uhulari. I don't know if that's exactly how you say his last name. Hopefully I didn't butcher that completely, but I think, that the Bills just need defense, and this is really the best defensive player on the board. Yeah, but let's move on to number 31, and the Green Bay Packers hold this pick. And I think we can both agree that they're going wide receiver here. They need to help out Aaron Rodgers. And just having Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon isn't going to cut it. And I know they have Aaron Jones, but I'm speaking about receivers and players who can go out and catch the ball. And like I said, Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon isn't going to cut it. So I think they go out and draft Chris Olave. He's the best receiver available on the board. And that's basically all there is to this pick. I mean, Packers need to go receiver to help out. I'm sure they'll sign one in free agency. And I believe they should draft one here at 31. And Chris Olave at 31 is a very good value pick. And it's also a position of need. So it makes the most sense for them to go Chris Olave, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Yeah, Andrew, I have Chris Olave off the board. And obviously, if they do end up signing a receiver like Will Fuller, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, somehow even Kenny Galladay, I think they won't draft a receiver. I think they'll go defense. But at this moment in time, obviously, we don't know about free agent signings. So I think that they're going to go receiver. Chris Olave makes a lot of sense, but he's off the board for me. And Kadarius Tony with the ball in his hands is one of the most explosive playmakers in college football. He's a lot like Jalen Waddell, one of the fastest players. And when you give him the ball, he's going to make plays. And I think that's a lot of what the Packers are missing, that ability to make big plays and actually catch the ball to score touchdowns. Because Marquez Valdez-Gandler can do that. He's very fast, but he seems to have a problem with uh, catching the football. And you don't have to give Kadarius Tony those deep shots. You can give him screen passes and he can turn it for six. So I think they're just going to want to go with a very versatile, explosive player, and that's Kadarius Tony. Yeah, Henry, but let's move on to our final pick in our mock drafts. And in the first round, number 32, the Kansas City Chiefs hold this pick. 
and I have been drafting Aziz, and I really don't want to butcher his name, but I bet I will. Aziz Ojalari, I believe, or something like that. But nonetheless, I believe he's one of the best uh, outside linebackers in this draft and probably one of the most underrated players in this draft. I really think this would be a great value pick at 32 for the Chiefs, and I believe he does fall. I mean, he had eight sacks last year, and I believe 12 games. That's pretty good numbers. And like I said, I believe he's one of the most underrated players. And the Chiefs, although they can create pressure, that linebacking core isn't the best in the NFL by any means. And with this being such a good value pick, I believe, at 32, I think they have to go Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Yeah, Andrew, and the Chiefs can basically go with whoever they want because it always seems to work. So I, I'm just going to go with the flyer. I'm going to go with Patrick Jones' defensive end out of Pitt. So I really don't have a whole, whole lot of explanation out of this pick. Uh, I, I think he's just one of the most athletically gifted players in this class, and that's what seems to work for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if it's going to continue, I think this is the guy that keeps that trend going. Yeah, Andrew, but with that, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast, and we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.